Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope you're well. I get my second vaccine shot this week, so by the time you hear this, I hope to have hugged my best friend for the first time in more than a year. Um, I hope that you're still well. Keep wearing your mask. Get on the list for your vaccine if you haven't done so. There's light, but we can only get there if we do it together. Today, we continue working through the Bibliotheca. I'm still working from the James Fraser translation, available freely in multiple places online. Today, we meet the Olympians. It's one of those begat sections, all about who begat whom. (laughs) Zeus marries Hera, and they beget Hebe, Ilithia, and Ares. Uh, But that's not the only goddess Zeus does some begetting with. His daughters by Themis are the Seasons and the Fates, and by Dione he has Aphrodite. Yes, this source gives us a version of Aphrodite's origins in which she's Zeus's daughter, which is not what we read in Hesiod. So if you think you know the true Greek myth, well, it all depends on who you ask. By Eurynome, Zeus begets the Graces, and by Styx, he begets Persephone, which is also a different story than we've read, well, everywhere else. Every other source we've read so far says that Demeter is Persephone's mother, but not the Bibliotheca. And by Mnemosyne, Zeus begets the Muses. The Muses had children, too. Calliope has two sons, Linus, who gets killed by Heracles, uh, and some people say Oegrus was Linus's father, but others say it was Apollo, so there's that. And that is pseudo-Apollodorus talking, not me. The other son is Orpheus. His wife, Eurydice, gets bit by a snake and dies, and Orpheus follows her down to Hades. Pluto agrees to let Orpheus take Eurydice back home, but on the condition that he doesn't look at her until they get there. But he can't resist, and so Eurydice stays in Hades. Orpheus then creates a mystery cult devoted to Dionysus, gets torn apart by some maenads, and is buried in Pyrrhea. Uh, Guess his position as founder of the cult of uh, Dionysus didn't do him that much good. Um, For... uh, Orpheus and Eurydice, there is, there is a very famous opera based on, on Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, and there is a magnificent, um, fairly recent production, um, modern dress, modern update, and um, I highly recommend it. it. It was on PBS a couple years ago, so it's probably still available if you are a donor um, and have access to Passport. Um, if not, Google Orpheus and Eurydice Ballet Company, um, and it, it it's it's a beautiful production. Um, I highly recommend it. Back to Pseudo Apollodorus, <laughs> and back to the Muses and their children, uh, and Clio, my favorite of the Muses. In case you hadn't figured that out yet. Clio gives birth to Hyacinth, uh, Thamiris, the son of Pilamon, and a nymph named Argiope, falls in love with Hyacinth. But then Apollo falls in love with Hyacinth, too, and in a tragic accident, Apollo kills the mortal with a quoit, which is kind of like a discus. Um, as for Thamiris, he gets into a music contest with the muses, and 
loses, no surprise. So the muses take both his eyesight and his musical talent, which is a little harsh. Uh, Euterpe and the river Streamon have Rhesus, who is killed by Diomedes at Troy. And his story is told in one of Euripides' lost plays, which is why we didn't learn about him in Greek tragedy. Of course, Rhesus' mother may have been Calliope. Um, so again, it's a really useful source. <laughs> Thalia's sons are the Corbantes, and Melpin- uh, Melpanemy's daughters are the Sirens. And Pseudo-Apollodorus promises that we will come back to the Sirens when we get to the story of Odysseus. If you are reading the Fraser translation, you will note that he uses the Latin name of Ulysses. Ulysses and Odysseus are the same person. Uh, And since this is a Greek myth episode, I am going to call him Odysseus because that is his Greek name. But back to the Olympians. Hera gives birth to Hephaestus through Parthenogenesis, although if you read Homer, the father is Zeus. There's this one time that Zeus casts Hephaestus out of Olympus because Hephaestus is trying to help Hera. You see, before the Trojan War, Heracles captures Troy, which makes Hera mad, so she sends a storm after Heracles. And this makes Zeus mad, so he hangs her from Olympus. I mean, she's okay, because, you know, she's immortal and all, uh, but Hephaestus tries to rescue her, because she's his mom, and Zeus is not being very nice to her, but Zeus throws Hephaestus off the mountain. Now, Hephaestus lands on Lemnos, and that's why his legs are lame, Um, but he's okay, too, because Thetis saves him. And does the continuity in that last section make any sense whatsoever? (laughs) Not particularly, but that's the way Pseudo-Apollodorus tells it. This chapter ends with the story of Zeus and Metis. Um, she's not such a willing partner in this particular telling of the story. She keeps shape-shifting in an attempt to avoid Zeus's embrace. And then once she is pregnant, Zeus swallows her because the prophecy says the son of Metis will overthrow him. When Metis finally does give birth inside Zeus's head, uh, Prometheus, or maybe Hephaestus, Cut op- cuts open Zeus's head to allow a fully grown, fully armed Athena to leap out. And this all happens along the river Triton, which explains uh, why an epithet for Athena is Tritogenia, Triton born. Um, and, and that's the end of this chapter of the Bibliotheca. We get some snippets of myths in this chapter. We hear a little bit about Orpheus and Eurydice, um, and a bit about Hyacinth and Apollo, and a bit about the birth of Athena. None of the stories are very fleshed out. The original audience of the Bibliotheca already knew the stories. But even in this telling, we can see the problem of oral tradition. Stories get passed down, and one person tells it this way, and another tells it that way, and who knows which version is right. So what do you think about the stories we heard today? Do you know a different version? Pop over to the blog and share your thoughts. It's at triumvirclio.school.blog. The URL and maybe a link are in the show notes. You can find the link to my Patreon in the show notes too. No pressure. Um, Lovely if you do. Lovely if you don't. I love you either way. In the next episode, we'll read Plautus's Rudens. Talk to you then. 
You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.